Welcome back, friends. You are listening to Parenting for the Culture on the Black Love Podcast Network, and I am your host, Cherie Sims. Y'all, I really wanted to be like, what's up, friends? But I don't feel like that sounds like me. (laughs) However, I wanted to find a new intro. I'm going to work on it. If you have a new intro for me, send it to me. But you are listening to Parenting for the Culture on the Black Love Podcast Network. I am Cherise, mama to six beautiful heavens, early educator, teacher trainer, parent coach, PBS early learning champion. As always, I like to start with the pit and peak of my day. It's something that I do with my family. It just allows us to connect a little bit, opens up conversation for maybe some deeper conversations, sometimes just surface conversations, but allows us to know a little bit more about how one another is doing, how our days went. It is more effective than just how was your day and what did you do? The pit is, I think it's obvious, but maybe it's not. The pit is the worst part of your day and the peak is the best part of your day. So it's obviously like both extremes. It's the black and white that opens up the door for us to talk about all the gray in between if we want to, if we need to. And so I like to do it here with you all because I consider you my friends. I thank you for your support and coming out and listening and I'll get into it. The pit of my day is simple. The pit of my day is that it's summer and it's hot and I'm looking forward to turning on my air conditioner. There's also a giant fly in my room that is buzzing around and it may come right by the mic so you may all hear it. Don't start swatting. The fly is not by you. It is in here. It thinks it's my friend. We are not friends. I will also say I think most of you know, but there are 10 people that live in my house. I record in my home. I record in my bedroom. I try to do it when the majority of my children are out. However, my father-in-law is still here. He is here with his wife, my mother-in-law, and the caretaker. And sometimes the caretaker is washing dishes while I'm recording. And sometimes it's loud. And I'm so used to certain sounds that I don't always realize it. But I was listening to one of my own recordings and I heard it in the background. And I was so distracted because I was like, what are the what is that sound in my car? I thought it was my car making like dishes sounds. And so I had to pause it and found out that it was actually in the recording. So y'all, if you hear pots and pans or dishes or like talking or dogs barking or flies buzzing. Like it's just me. It's me and my crazy life full of all kinds of things happening. I know as parents, we're usually like very in tune with every sound that is happening because we always have to be on alert and alarm for somebody in some place they're not supposed to be. So again, if you hear those sounds, relax. If you need to pause it for a second to make sure it's me and not you, do that. But yeah, that's it. That's my little my little disclaimer for the day. So the peak of my day, it's actually not necessarily today. I'm just still reliving my moments in the hotel. I don't know if I told you all that I had a birthday recently. My family sent me to a hotel for the night, um, a couple of nights after my birthday, which I love. It's like one of my self-care things that I do. I love to go to a hotel as often as I can and just have some moments to myself, like not just a moment, but some moments and even 24 hours in a hotel does not feel enough. My podcast producer, Mike had asked me what I'm just wondering, like, what do you do when you're in the hotel, which is what a lot of people wonder, Sharice, when you go to a hotel, and you're used to having six kids, what do you do when it's just you? How do you use that time? Y'all, let me tell you how I use that time. I will take a bath, get nice and clean because nobody's going to be hanging on me and touching me. I will find their soft bathrobe that's brand new and I will put it on. I will lay on the couch and put on one of my shows that I like to binge watch, 
Currently, it's Suits on Netflix. I don't know how I missed it for years, but I'm on it now. Then I will eat every form of peanut that there is. I think I've shared with you that I have two children that have peanut allergies. So we have rid our house of peanuts. But I love peanuts and I love peanut butter. So when I am in the hotel, I am going to have a PB&J. I am going to eat M&Ms with peanuts in it. I am going to have a Snickers. I'm going to have a Reese's Pieces. I might even have a smoothie with peanut butter in the smoothie because I love peanuts and I love peanut butter. And it is like that piece of joy that I get to have that kind of signifies, Sharice, you're not lost. You still get to enjoy what you love, even though you have children who would die if you ate this around them. (laughs) And that's what I do. And let me tell you all another truth about my time in the hotel. So they got me a beautiful room. It was literally like a one-bedroom apartment. There was a dining table. There was a full kitchen. There was a living room. There was a little office area where I could work, but I did not because that's not what I'm going to do on my time off. And then there was a bedroom and a bathroom, right? And I'm walking around this place and I'm looking and I'm like, this is nice. And one of my first thoughts when walking into this hotel room was, I could do this. (laughs) And when I say I could do this, I mean, I had the thought of like, I think that I could. Now, y'all don't judge me. I'm banking on the fact that we are friends and that I can share openly and honestly with you all. And this is a safe place. I'm also sharing this because I know that I'm not alone in this feeling. But as I'm walking around this one bedroom hotel apartment, I'm thinking to myself, like, I could do this. I think I could divorce my family and I could just live here and I could have like visitation, right? Like they can just come visit me and we can go swimming and I can be like, hey, how was your day? Tell me what you're learning. Tell me what you're doing. Show me pictures. Show me projects. Who are your friends? And like, I don't actually have to do the day to day of parenting. I can just be here and they can visit me. Y'all ever have that thought? The reason why I know you have that thought is because now that thought sounds like a little funny and jovial, but like I know so many parents who have had the feeling of, I want to quit. I am overworked and I am overwhelmed and I am tired and I don't love this and it doesn't look like Instagram and I did the maternity shoot, but now it's just slightly torturous and I want to quit but I can't because I'm here and I have children and I can't back out and I love my children. And the same way I started with like, don't judge me. It's that same feeling of like, I can't even talk about this with anybody because they're going to think that I don't love my children or my children are going to think that I don't love them. And how can I say this? And how can I think this? And how can I feel this? I shouldn't want to quit. I'm a mother. I'm a father. I should. This should be the highlight of my life. But the truth is like motherhood, fatherhood, parenthood, it is a job. And sometimes not loving your job does not mean that you don't love your children. And we so quickly merge the job of parenthood with the personhood. And so we think when we become a mother or a father that that is like our essence and our being. And I think that's beautiful and it sounds great, right? I I have six children. Obviously, I love my children and I love being a mother. But the job of motherhood, I don't always love doing. And I think that's true for many of us is like we become a mom. And I think one thing we don't realize is motherhood is kind of a managerial position 
that maybe we didn't know we were stepping into. We didn't even start out in the mailroom and like worked our way up to manager. So we maybe didn't know all of the parts of what came along with motherhood. We were just kind of thrown into this managerial position and now we have it. And it's so much work and so much responsibility. And there's no one actually managing us. There's no one training us. There's no one helping us shift and move And before I even go any further, I want to say that this episode is less about tips and tricks and scripts and more about just seeing one another, understanding one another, and feeling validated. And before I go any further in this episode, because I feel like this may feel like an extended intro, like, okay, Sharice, you said your tips and tricks, but what are we talking about today? We are talking about this. I think there are so many people that talk about how stressful motherhood can get or fatherhood, how encompassing it can get, but very few people are talking about the fact that there are several times in this job that we want to quit the job. And I think we don't talk about it because we feel guilty about it. And I don't want you to feel guilty because it sucks to do a job that is not fun to do sometimes and that you feel guilty about how you're doing it or what you're feeling about doing it. And most of the times guilt comes from this feeling of like, this is not normal and I should not feel this way. So I want to validate you today in the feelings of validation, like why I talk often about validation, right? And validation can be so powerful. So I do want to offer you validation in telling you that you are not alone in this feeling of not enjoying your job all the time or not wanting to do your job all the time and wanting to call out sick or take an extended vacation. I don't think that we should feel guilty about that. I think that we should have understanding about why we feel that way so that we can shift and change some things in our life. And we will talk a little bit about that today. I know that you guys don't come here just to hear me talk about my life, right? or just to hear me say, I understand your life. We actually want to know like, but how do I make the quality of my life better? So we will do all of that today. Now, when we think of motherhood or fatherhood, like I said, it's a manager position. And I just want to read to you a quick definition that I got from like monster.com about a manager's position, right? A manager's position, according to monster.com, it accomplishes staff results by communicating job expectations, planning, monitoring, and appraising job results. They coach, they counsel, and discipline employees. Now, who are your employees, y'all? Your employees are your kids, right? (laughs) I'm not saying your employees are your kids in the sense of like, I had kids so that they would do the dishes. I mean it in the sense of you are responsible for disciplining your employees, your children. By disciplining, I mean teaching, leading, guiding them. They are your disciple. They are following you and following your lead, which means that it's even more important that we understand when we do and don't like our job and what can we do when we don't like our job. You are monitoring them. You're monitoring their schedule. You're planning for them. You're doing all the appointments and doctors, making sure they're in the right schools. They're getting their homework done. All of these things, right? You are communicating your expectations. You're setting boundaries with your children. You're communicating those boundaries. You're communicating the expectations of what you expect them to be doing by certain phases of development, stages and ages, behavior, how they treat you, how they treat each other. All of these things are coming within our job. 
And not only are we communicating the expectations, but we also have to train them. You got to train your employees for their position. Their position is going to be adult in life, right? Whatever they're going to do as an adult, it's your job to train them to be able to adult and human in a healthy, loving, productive, prosperous, peaceful way. And that can get hard. Now, when we're talking about like, I don't love my job, I think a lot of people are like, do what you love and you'll never have to work a day in your life, right? I don't actually know that expression to be true. I have not found, I personally, I could be wrong, but I personally have not found one person who just is so in love with their job that they never have to work a day in their life. I don't know who made that quote up. I don't think it's true. I think it's mean that people are out here repeating that quote because several of us are out here trying to find what we love, thinking that we're never going to have to work. That's not a reality. Now, as someone who is like an entrepreneur and has done what she loves, I can tell you that there was a lot of work in doing what I love. And when becoming an entrepreneur, what I did was I chased one love. I love working with children. I love supporting parents. I love working with families. I love creating curriculum. I love going on field trips. There are a thousand things about starting a preschool that I loved. I loved making an impact in children's life. I loved changing what education looked like. But you know what? I hated, (laughs) I hated budgeting. I hated chasing parents for tuition. I hated staying late when parents didn't honor the pickup time. I hated having to manage employees and teachers that don't get along with each other. I hated chasing teachers for curriculum. I hated having to manage... Um, when two parents weren't getting along. I hated having to do admin work. I hated having to check up on immunization records and send immunization records into, you know, licensing division and the state department. I hated having to deal with licensing. I hated having to deal with the state. I hated all the paperwork and filling things out on time and getting parents to sign things on time and getting parents like it's hard enough to manage your your own children's doctor's appointments. But now I got to manage my children's doctor's appointments and y'all's children's doctor's appointments. I hated that. But I did what I loved and I worked every day of my life. (laughs) What is my point (laughs) in your job as a parent and your managerial role? There are going to be parts that you love and parts that you hate. And from my experience and anybody I've talked to, that's totally normal. In any job, if you look at your own job outside of parenthood, there are probably aspects of your job that you love. And those aspects are what keep you there and sustain you and allow you to move forward. And then there are parts that you hate. When you get to parts of your job that you hate, what do you do? Most likely, you learn how to cope with them, you learn how to do them well, and you learn how to do them in a time that allows you to get to the thing that you love. That is something that we do in our actual jobs that we get paid for that we don't always do in parenting. Because for some reason in parenting, we were told that we got to do everything, we have to do everything well, we have to love everything we do. And we have to find a solution for every problem that there is. Now, I actually, I'm going to go sideways for a moment, but stick with me because I'm going to come back. 
We are a generation of people pleasers, whether you realize it or not. We were raised in that generation of don't do this or else I'm gonna, right? We were raised with threats. We were raised with consequences and consequences that really didn't match the actions. We were raised with fear as a tactic to get us to act right. We were raised with you better respect me or I'll fill in the blank. Essentially, uh, you better respect me or I'll disrespect you. Makes no sense to me. You make it make sense. I don't know. But what happens when we do that, because and and I'm calling this out because these are tactics that we are either still using with our children or trying not to use with our children anymore, but don't really understand why or don't know what to do instead. But what happens is you create people who do things just to get the praise, right? Just to get the smiley face, just to make you happy. Our children don't necessarily learn how to do it better, right? They get mad. They throw something. We're like, don't throw that. You don't throw that. They don't want you to be upset with them. So they stop throwing it because they don't want you to be upset. Now you're not upset. You're happy, but they still are upset and they don't know how to not be upset anymore. Because all they knew to do was throw the thing to make them feel better, and nobody actually taught them how to feel better. That's a people pleaser. Our generation is a bunch of people pleasers. We walk around just trying to make everybody else happy, not actually knowing how to solve our problem. And also, that mentality of like, do this or else, or you just better, don't ask questions because I said so. We're constantly in our people pleasing, also looking for solutions. Now, the problem of this when it comes to parenting is that some aspects of parenting don't have solutions. They just have time. You want to fix your child. You want them to change something. You need support somewhere and you're looking, you know, you don't have enough money to do the thing that you want to do. And you're so busy trying to find solutions that you're not actually building coping skills to get through it. So when we're looking at our jobs, we oftentimes just accept the fact that there are parts of our job that we don't like, and we have the discipline to just do them anyways and still do them well because we know the rewards of doing them well, but we manage it, right? We don't try to solve the fact that I don't like it. I can speak for me, but when I had admin jobs, like I said, I hate doing admin, That was not going to be fixed. I was not going to somehow miraculously love doing administrative work. I could try all types of tricks. I could try to put on music while I do admin. I could try to make a song while I do admin. I could try to, you know, use a certain pen that I enjoy doing while I do admin. That's not going to make me like admin. I don't like doing administrative work, but I had to do it. So instead, I would ask myself the question, how long is this going to take me? Maybe how can I do it a little bit faster? And what am I going to do when this is over so that I can feel better? Because I'm not going to enjoy doing this. We have to start doing the same thing with parenting. When there are parts of our job that we don't like, rather than trying to solve this, rather than feeling guilty that you don't like this part and trying to figure out how you can like it or how you can not feel it, like accept the fact that this is not fun. Oftentimes, parenting is inconvenient as all hell. (laughs) Like, we don't talk about the inconvenience of parenting, right? It's inconvenient, especially this idea of gentle parenting. Like, if my child is throwing a tantrum because they can't get their jacket on, it is inconvenient to get eye level and give the time to say, oh, you're frustrated. How can I help you? Why don't you try this? It is easy to just be like, boy, put that jacket on. It's time to go. 
So there are so many parts of parenting that are inconvenient, they're stressful, they're hard, and there is no solution. Your child is going to struggle to learn how to put their clothes on. That's just a process. You are going to have to go to work and you might be rushing against traffic and the clock and it's stressful and it's annoying. And of course, you can leave 20 minutes earlier. That's not going to fix the problem. They're still going to struggle to get their shoes on. They're still going to struggle to listen. Accept that it's hard. Accept with an A. (laughs) There are no exceptions. Parenting is hard. And I don't care what you see on Instagram. I don't care what you think about my parenting. I get a lot of compliments on my parenting. I get a lot of praises on my parenting. I don't care what you think it looks like over here, what you think it sounds like, how experienced I am in working with children. It's hard and it's stressful, but I accept that and I make a plan for how am I going to cope with this? It is hard and how am I going to deal with that and how am I going to manage that, right? And part of the coping and managing is understanding your needs. In past episodes, we have talked about needs and understanding your needs, So a lot of the stress and the hardships of parenting actually come from our needs not being met. We're trying to find a solution and in the process, I'm not resting because the time that maybe I should be sleeping, I'm staying up late trying to find a solution to a problem that has no solution. It just has time, the time to get through this hard season of life. We've talked about that on other episodes as well. So when we are trying to cope, when we are trying to manage, I want you to spend that time, go back and listen to the previous episode on needs, or on I think it's in the episode with nonviolent communication and needs-based languaging, we talk about needs. Go back and listen to that, and then take time to figure out what your needs are. My needs are different from my husband's needs. So I can't base things off of like what he needs or say, oh, these are the things he needs, this must be what, what I need. My needs are different from my sister's needs, right? You have to take time, spending time figuring out what your personal needs are to make sure that every day, every month, you are meeting your needs or making a plan to meet your needs. When I am in my hard seasons of parenting, when I am in the hard work and the job, you know, the portion of the job that I don't like or that maybe I hate, I may not be able to get to every need that day. But making a plan to get to that need, like making a plan to go to a hotel and eat all the peanut butter that I can eat, that sustains me, right? Now, the job of parenthood is not just about coping, right? That sounds so, (laughs) that sounds so dark. Like, hey, y'all, parenting is hard. It sucks. Deal with it and learn how to cope and manage. No, it's not just about that. Again, you're a manager and you got into this managing position because there were parts of the position that you loved that draw you to it. So what I want you to do is figure out what you love about parenting. I love watching my children just be children. I love it. I don't love when they fight as children, but I love when they just say little cute things. I love to watch them when they like just the way that they eat or the facial expressions they make. My son always talks with like his whole body and his hands, and I love it. I just love to watch him be. I also love to do certain things with my children. I love taking them to museums. I love taking them to parks. I love playing with them. Not all the time. I'm not the parent over here that's like on the floor playing Barbies and cars with my children all the time, but I do love to hang out with my children. It's fun for me. So find the things that you love about parenting. Maybe you love cooking for your family. People love that. I love to watch the when my children enjoy my food and eat it all. 
So when you are looking at your job of parenting, you are also going to look to what are the things that you love about that? And then as a manager, your job is to leverage the things that you love, focus on those, and outsource the things that you hate. Again, you can't outsource all of the things that you hate. Some of these things, you are going to have to learn how to cope and manage. Other things, you can learn how to pass those off to other people. You don't have to do all the things. I know we think we have to do all the things. Tell me one manager in a business who is actually working all the jobs of the people that he or she manages. They're not. They are managing and they're good at managing because they are not spending their time and energy doing all of the other jobs. And every one of those other jobs is probably a 40 hour a week job. So mathematically, it would be impossible for a manager to work all the jobs that they are managing. The same as for us as parents, which is why we don't enjoy the job of parenthood, because we think we have to work all of the jobs that we are supposed to be managing. And there are so many resources, more and more coming out right now, of people that can help you. My mom is a resource, and I'm saying my mom because that is a free resource. I know a lot of times when we hear things and people are like, oh, just get help, go get help. There are a lot of us who feel like, no, I can't afford help. That's not my life. That is not for me. I don't get to do that. No, you have resources within your community, whether they are internal resources and family resources of people who can help and support you or actual free resources in your community. They're everywhere. You just got to spend the time to find them. Now, it's not my job to give you all the resources because I don't know where you're listening from. So I don't know what the resources in your community are, but I do know you have Google. And if you don't have internet in the house, I do know that there's a library nearby where you can go get on a computer and get on Google and simply type in free resources for parents. I told y'all I'm a PBS early learning champion. PBS has a wealth of free resources for parents. And when I say resources, going back to my mom, my mom has always been very good at finding extracurricular activities for my children. My children are in dance, they're in gymnastics, they're in swimming, they're in basketball, they do all the things. That sounds amazing. Sharice, how do you do that? Oh, no, I don't. (laughs) My mom does. My mom finds the things for them to do. She enrolls them in the things. She finds things that are free or low cost. She will pay for it sometimes. Not sometimes. Let me give my mom hers, okay? My mom will pay for the activities that she puts my kids in. She will even drive them. Y'all, my mom bought a van. She is a retired 70-something-year-old lady. I won't put her age out there, although she should be proud of her age. But she is a retired 70-something-year-old woman with grown children, and she bought a van so that she could drive her grandchildren around when they needed a, a, a ride. So my mom is a resource. It is, as a mom, it was my goal for my children to be involved in all those things. As a mom, it was my vision that I would be the soccer mom, right? I was like, oh, I'm going to have kids and they're going to play soccer and I'm going to be the one to come with lemonade and snacks and Rice Krispie Squares. And it is going to be Rice Krispie Squares because that is cute. Well, guess what? I am not that mom. (laughs) I do not have time to make lemonade and Rice Krispie Squares for everybody. And turns out my children are allergic to butter. So we're not doing Rice Krispie Squares anyways. But my children can still be in soccer. However, I don't like the job of scheduling and managing times that people are going to be in which place because it gets confusing. There's six of them. So I ask my mom for help with that. When it comes to insurance, 
oh God, I hate insurance. (laughs) I love insurance. I'm thankful for it, but I hate all the paperwork that comes along with it. I hate dealing with deductibles and bills and all of that. Guess what? My husband does that. When it comes to our laundry, like I said, there's 10 people in this house. That's a lot of laundry. It's literally bins full of laundry a day. Now, this is one place where my husband and I sit down and we budget and we say, you don't like laundry. I don't like laundry. Let's find a wash and fold. So we outsource our laundry. There is, we take our laundry and they wash it and they fold it and we bring it back and we put it away. And even putting it away, I hate that part, but that's the part that I cope and manage with because I've outsourced the other part. And yes, I have the financial resources to outsource the other part, but you know what? I'm not rich. Please, please believe that I'm not rich. I'm We do well, but when it comes to things like that resource and outsourcing that, that is a matter of sitting down and giving and taking. Like, where would our money be better spent? Where can we give ourselves a little bit of time, a little less stress, and not do this part of the job that we hate? So my job is to make sure that my children have clean clothes. My job is not to wash the clothes. And there are so many that argue and historically would argue that it is my job to wash the clothes. I'm not doing it. I hate it, and there are enough parts of this job that I already don't like, but in order for me to cope and manage the parts that I don't like and can do, I've got to outsource some of the things that I just absolutely hate and don't have to do. So as you're thinking about your job, one, it's okay if you don't like your job sometimes. As a mom, as a dad, that is okay. It does not mean that you don't love your kids. And I want you to truly, truly believe that. And when it comes to being a manager of your family, a manager of your children, I want you to think about what is the job description? What is the job role? What parts can I leverage? What parts do I love that I can spend more time doing that I can leverage because it will help me to love my job a little bit more, right? And want to continue doing it. And then also, yes, girl, boy, (laughs) schedule yourself the vacation. Schedule yourself the time off. It is okay. We have had a culture of telling parents that they have to do X, Y, and Z in this way. But guess what? We get to change the culture. We are growing. We are evolving. We are learning more. And how do we change the culture? You start by letting go of your own shame and guilt and just doing what is best for you. Because when people see that you can still show up in a certain way, I don't care what judgments people have of me going to stay a night at a hotel. They are not with me when I come back feeling refreshed to my family. But my family gets a refreshed mom and a better mom and a better wife, right? So let go of your own shame, guilt, and judgment, and then don't worry about other people who are judging you because you are doing what's best for you and your family and you are changing the culture. And the more that you do it, the more people see how it works for you and the more people start to tune in and say, hmm, maybe I should do that too. Like someone here listening heard me say, I don't wash clothes. And their first thought was like, ooh, she bougie. Their second thought was probably like, oh, actually, where can I do that and how much? And eventually somebody might actually outsource and they have added a little bit of joy into their lives. So we change the culture by leading by example. We change the culture by being in touch with self and recognizing what our needs are and making sure that we are meeting our needs and then leading by example in every other manager position. The culture looks at those those managers and they're like, your business, your company is amazing. You're doing a great job. I love the way you lead your employees. I love the way you manage your employees. 
It's so impressive that you're a manager. Great job. Keep going. And what we admire about the manager's position is the way that they simply manage. I won't say simply, but is the way that they allow all of their employees to do a good job. Most companies and organizations where we love what they're doing and we're impressed, we are actually impressed with the entire team of people, whether we know it or not. We are impressed with the team, not a singular person who is doing all the jobs and running themselves into the ground. So let us change the culture of how we see parents and our job as managers. Let us start praising the way that managing parents are outsourcing the jobs and delegating jobs and taking the vacation, right? How many of us look at managers on their vacation in Italy and we're like, ooh, I want to live that life. I want to be a manager one day so I can go on vacation too. No, you're a manager today. Take your vacation and let somebody admire it. And if they don't, you keep taking your vacation until they admire it and ask you how much was the ticket? How can I get there? When can I go? We are out here on Parenting for the Culture, changing the culture of parenting for the better, not just for our children, but also for us and for future parents everywhere. Power to the people. I'm throwing up a fist. Throw up a fist if you're with me. (laughs) All right, my friends, your homework for this week is going to be to actually sit down and take time to write out a job description. Write out all the things you do as manager of your household, manager of your children, manager of your family. Write out every detail to that job. Look at it and like give yourself a high five for all of the things that you do and recognize that you don't have to feel guilty for not liking some of those things. That's part one of your homework. Part two of your homework is going to go to be to go through that job description and highlight all of the things that you love to do so that you can start being aware of what parts of your job you love so you can leverage those and do that more. And then what parts of your job you don't like so that you can outsource those or get more support and resources in doing those. And remember that you can find the resources. You just gotta, I don't know if you remember our affirmation, but I am a creative and critical thinker who knows how to get, who can figure out how to get my needs met. I'll say it again. I am a creative and critical thinker who can figure out how to get my needs met. That affirmation comes from a previous episode, but you're going to use it because you can. You're going to look at this job. You're going to look at what you love. You're going to look at what you don't like. And you're going to figure out how to cope, how to manage, and how to do more of what you love to get through what you don't love so that you can love your job. And the days that you say, "Eh, I don't really love this job. That's all right. We've all been there. Every job, we've all been there. That signals you that it's time for a day off, a vacation, a guilt-free one. So I hope that spoke to somebody today. I know it did, but let me know that it did. Let me know in the reviews down below. Share this to your stories. Be like, go give it a listen. Tag me on Instagram at Cherie Sims. Let me know you're here. I love to connect with you guys. And if you have any questions, you can send your questions to podcasts with an S at blacklove.com. You can also send them to me on Instagram at Cherie Sims, or you can fill out the Google form right here in the show notes. I love to get your questions. I would love to answer them. It helps me to feel connected to you. And you can also join me over at Parenting for the Culture Podcast Club. It's a free club on Google Classrooms. The link again is right here in the show notes or it's on my Instagram at Sheree Sims. This is a place where we can stay connected in between our Thursdays where this airs. It also allows me to like connect with you in real time so that I can see you. I know you're out there. 
we're like for real, for real friends. So do all those things, friends, and then come back next Thursday. Uh, You take care and I will see you, hear from you, be with you, connect with you next Thursday. Happy parenting, my friends.